0: hey joey maybe you're right maybe there is something the matter with me <laughs> is that ariel i just don't see how a show that makes such wonderful things can be bad
1: keep going go on
0: no that's right <laughs> hey
1: everybody my name is my-
0: isn't it neat
1: Hey everybody, my name's Mike, that's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. We've been friends for over a decade and each week we just call one another and we catch up.
0: Sometimes only once.
1: Sometimes only once, so true. (laughs) How are you? I'm well, how are you? So good. We've been busy, so we've been doing just an episode. We've been skipping the mini episodes because we've had life to live. Yeah, but you know what? I'll be honest
0: with you. We wouldn't have had
1: anything to say in the mini episodes. Yeah, you're right. We we um didn't really even have outtakes to play. We haven't
0: had outtakes to play, and I didn't really have anything to say about the shows.
1: Well, how have you been? What have you been up to?
0: Oh my god, I've been so busy. So this nineteen year old boy that I know, I just happen to know. Um, Cameron <laughs> no no no, he's a former student. Cameron
1: <laughs> sounds weird. <laughs>
0: <laughs> a former student named cameron uh his college roommate was in town michael who's gay
1: does cameron live locally
0: yeah he's from newport okay and so uh cameron had been wanting to meet wanting me to meet his uh gay roommate michael uh for a while as i finally got to meet him we really hit it off and there was talk of us doing and because michael is an architecture major in college so there was talk of us doing like a trip to los angeles to look at the amazing architecture and we, all, I also hooked him up with a, a very nice uh, private tour of the Disney studio lot via my friend John Paul, who we will hear about later. Mm-hmm. But he, so he gave us a tour of that. We went to some of the architecture places and we went on a taco tour. But um, when we were going to the downtown architecture places... Uh, which we did, and we saw a lot of great places downtown. My favorite thing was, uh, you and I had a call scheduled with Scott the Seder. Oh, yeah. At, uh, 7 p.m., which I moved because I knew it was going to be out. And I never do that, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> I did it this time, this one time. I'm not time. sure
1: there's a time that you haven't done that.
0: <laughs> so anyway, I knew, I just knew I had to be, we had to be done by seven. I need to be on the road. So now we're done with the whole thing. I'm so fucking tired, right? Because, of course, they're all like 19 and weight together at 100 pounds, right? Mm-hmm. And so they're like, doo, 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 just running around and like not tired at all. They were going to a party afterwards, actually. Meanwhile, um, every bone and muscle in my body ached.
1: And at I... 7 p.m.? Yeah. <laughs>
0: well, no, from walking. We did so much walking. Okay. Like, I never walked so much in my entire life. And. So we were to, we were getting the subway on the way back and then they were like, Oh, we got on the subway and they're like the guy's like There's gonna be a thirty minute wait, uh there was an incident uh at the Pershing Square station. And I was like, Ugh and then we found out some guy jumped in front of the subway and died. Oh so we had to wait for thirty minutes, which I was like, Ugh, great. Now we have well, to be they part like of him.
1: Spray his body off the tracks. I
0: know gross, huh? And they were like, there's going to be no stop in Pershing Square. And so anyway, so we're stuck on there. And the whole time, I'm literally having a panic attack. Because are I'm you,
1: like, like, in the tube or are you at yeah, a no, station? No, we're in the tube. Oh, t- so you it- can't even, like, get no, off. No, no, no. And there's no reception.
0: So I can't even call you and tell you what's happened. It's zero reception. I'm in the subway. I'm like, Mike is going to fucking yell at me. I'm going to be late. So, But uh, my favorite part was we were sitting in the car. And Jose had joined us. So it's Jose who turned they're all 19 jose cameron and michael and they're sitting opposite of me i'm just sitting there having a panic attack and they're (laughs) talking they're talking among themselves and then they go i can't believe i'm gonna be 20 next year ew and they're like i know and then the year after that we're gonna be 21
1: can you believe that and
0: (sighs) i was like and then they looked at me
1: well that's what this is what happens when you hang out with children okay no
0: hold on for a second it's funny that you bring that up so i was telling richard this story i have a cousin named richard he's gay and he's a week younger than i am Mm -hmm. and i was telling him about this and he goes well i don't understand what do you get out of hanging out with 19 year olds and at first first of all richard this is the same richard who saw my snapchat i made a snapchat joke on facebook and he's like none of the words in your update made any sense so one is I get to hear about things like Snapchat and stuff like that, right? But two is, and I figure this out, is the reason I, – I don't I don't make a practice of hanging out with 19-year-olds, but I like hanging out with them is because they're very spontaneous. Like literally the day before this event, we we're like, let's do this architecture tour. And it was just boom, 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 boom. It just happened really fast, you know? Mm, whereas, yeah. Whereas with anybody close to my age, it's like, well – what time are we going to be done? And when does it start? And where are we going? And who's going? And where do I
1: park? And yeah. the people that ask those questions are on time to phone calls that happen right afterward, I bet, too. <laughs> so. Just just saying.
0: I'm sorry. Someone jumped in front of the subway. <laughs> I didn't push them. Or maybe I did. Um. So, but what's funny is so so Richard's like, oh, yeah, I guess that's true. And then I was like, yeah, we might do a part two. And Richard goes, I want to go. And I think he's like, when are you going? (laughs) And I go Sunday. And he goes, hmm, what time? (laughs) I have to go to the gym and I have to go to Whole Foods. i was like, you see, motherfucker, this is why. So anyway, I had a good time uh, and it was great. And that was my L.A. trip.
1: Mm. That sounds cool. I went on a, a trip this past week. I went to Philadelphia. Oh, that's right. Did you have the um, cream cheese? No. Are they... Like, I know it's called Philadelphia cream cheese, but are they, like, good at making cream cheese? Right? I don't know,
0: but how's the cheesesteaks? Did you have a cheesesteak? I had a cheesesteak, yeah. It was okay. I mean... But here's the thing. On Reddit, I've seen people from Philly talk about this. I guess the the two big... I think it's like Pat and Gino's or something like that. Whatever the, the two big... Uh, cheesesteak places are there, they're like, that's not the best cheesesteaks. You got to go to this one place that nobody and only the locals go to. That's where they make the best cheesesteaks.
1: Sure. I didn't uh, go too far from our hotel or the convention center. Mm -hmm. Um, But there was there's a place called Reading Terminal, which is um, just this big building filled with food vendors. And there's a lot of these Amish people that work there. Oh, really? I thought they couldn't like use electricity. But there's a lot of Amish businesses, so they, like, make sweets or um, whatever. So that was good. But, Joey, we... Wait a minute, wait so, a minute. Were any of the Amish guys? Yeah, they were Amish men. I
0: always find that Amish men are, like, this weird, like, one chromosome from hot.
1: Yeah. Like... With bad haircuts. Yeah,
0: horrible haircuts, and there's always something fucked up with their face, but amazing bodies
1: well it's like if you crossed your eyes and looked at them they would be cute yes yes. like you can't look at them directly but they are i know what you're saying yeah all right go ahead um and i think part of it is you want to like i don't know fuck the innocence out of them too (laughs) like Mm -hmm. because but anyway um joey so we i went and i presented a scientific abstract for work and we got first place out of everybody there
0: wait 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 what yeah, we. What's, so a per- what's a scientific abstract?
1: Just like a poster proving something scientific. So we. Were you at a, a
0: science fair? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> I put a piece of sugar and I put a piece of meat, and the ant that went to it fastest was like a it was a maze, and was there a mouse involved?
1: <laughs> yep. Okay. I kind of make a promise to myself when I go to these cities for work that I will experience a local gay bar when I go. Okay. Just to kind of see what it's about, because. When in Rome, you know, see what the Romans are doing. Is that what it is? <laughs>
0: I don't know how you could top San Francisco. You've been places where people are like fisting each other. Like, Let's see what they're doing
1: here. <laughs> I know, but that's the that's the whole thing. Like I just want to see what it's like to be gay in Philly. So I went to a, a bar, the, the first night called Tavern on Camac. And you walk in and there's a, a baby grand piano and a pianist and a microphone. Okay. And people are just walking up suggest or requesting songs and then singing them. Wait, what? Yeah, so you just go up and you're like, yeah, um, I'd like to sing uh Let It Be by the Beatles. Mm-hmm. And then the pianist just starts playing it and Is the crowd it. into it? So there's like ten guys sitting around the piano and then ten guys at the bar complaining about the guys at the piano. Is kind <laughs> of how it goes. So I went there on Tuesday, and when I was there, the piano player ended up – he took a break, and he came and sat next to me at the bar, and we started talking. He was very nice, and he he was he was very nice, and he was like, um, yeah, I, I never hang out here socially. I just come and play the piano, whatever. Um, but we talked a little bit that night, and then the next night, I decided to go back to that bar. Okay. And there was a different pianist, this, like, short woman – um but then why was the pianist hanging out there socially what (laughs) after the night before he was like yeah i would never hang out here socially oh my god but then the second night the pianist she was like um i can only play songs that i have memorized i don't read music well how do we know what she has memorized right so you have to go up and ask so the guy next to me, he was like, "Oh, I got a good song." So he goes up and he comes back and he's like, "Nope, she doesn't know that." Basically, she knew uh, the Carpenters and Carol King, and that was oh fucking my it. Oh, God, <laughs> who's hiring this woman? I know, but she was like, "I don't." It was just so funny. She was like, "I don't read music. I only." I mean, she was great at the piano, but it was like only the songs that she knew. So
0: I went to this party once. This is not. This sounds like a party that would happen in like when you're 21 the story no this was like two years ago and the party had it was winding down it was that time of the night where people are like okay we've done it but we still want to hang out and this guy busts out a guitar right
1: yeah i hate that guy and he
0: starts going like ding 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 he's like what do you uh what do you guys want to hear and people would shout out songs and then he'd be like yeah i don't know that one right and it'd be like famous songs you know like Mm, I really don't know. Uh I want to hold your hand or I don't know why.
1: Yeah.
0: So finally I go like, Why don't you play us what you know? Play us what you know.
1: Just tell just, us. He was just waiting for somebody to request it. Yeah. The one he, song he knew. No, and then
0: he kept like, No, 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 no. Keep keep
1: going. And I, I left. I literally left
0: the party at that point. I was over it. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Who by the way, let me tell you about this guy. I'm convinced. Like, if you ever met this guy, you'd be like, "Oh, what a big old queer!" Right? Mm-hmm. Claims he's not. Hmm. Claims he's not, and he's like dating a girl. I know. I it, literally. I've never. I'm not even joking. And I've met a lot of gay people. I don't think I've met many people gayer than this guy.
1: Well, you are what you say you are. That's I true. Mean, That's haven't true. you? I've met gay guys that come off as pretty straight. No, no, so. no. I
0: know. I'm. I'm not. I just never – it's that cognitive dissonance because you talk to this guy and you're like, oh, that's a gay man. Sure. And he's like, what are you talking about? I love girls. (laughs) I'm not even joking. That's really how
1: he talks. And my favorite musical is Wicked.
0: Yeah. I love (laughs) girls and we're going to go see City of Angels. They're doing a revival over (laughs) at East West Players.
1: Yeah. I'm totally a Samantha. (laughs) I love the musical Chess. like, Chess? (laughs) That's a good one. (laughs) so joey what else did you do in la
0: oh my god okay i have so much to say about uh this convention i went to this past weekend so as i said before my friend john uh works for the walt disney corporation i'm gonna be very vague at what he does okay but he works for them and so he asked me if i wanted to go to d23 which is disney's version of comic-con right Mm-hmm. Which is kind of embarrassing because when he when he told me, I thought he was asking me to go for free. Uh-huh. You know, he's like, I'm like, oh my god, yeah, sure. And he's like, okay, it'll be fifteen bucks. And I was okay. like, oh, all right. Which is not bad actually because the prices were like sixty dollars for one day. Sure. So it actually was a really really good deal. So I was meeting him and his partner. Now this is where it gets confusing. I'm calling him. I'm going to call him John Paul because that's how I grew up knowing him. But his partner's name is also John. Mm -hmm. So we'll call him Barbie John because he loves Barbies, as we'll learn, okay? So we've got this out of the way. I actually didn't see that much of D23, believe it or not. I went there. There was one reason I wanted to go, and that was there are two big, big songwriters in the Disney universe. One is the Sherman brothers, okay? But only one's alive now, Richard Sherman. And then the other one is Alan Menken, okay? And they were doing a joint concert last night where they were going to go through the entire songbook. Oh, shit. And tell stories from it.
1: So That's actually wonderful.
0: Yes. So, I went with the express purpose. That's the only reason I wanted to go.
1: So, we had to get in
0: line at 2 p.m., and the show was at
1: 6.30. Oh, my God.
0: So, I stayed in line from 2 p.m. until... S- six 30 until the show started i was in line you know yeah so it was horrible one uh one of the uh, they met up with one of their friends as well his name is todd mm-hmm. okay so todd was super into this too like i was into it but like at one point we were hungry so john paul and i went to a food court okay so wait
1: i need to know about this alan Menken.
0: Oh, we're gonna get to it girl we're okay, gonna good. get to this okay okay so then so the guy todd that was with them he was super into this, right? So was I, by the way. But we—I was not. I was like, eh, whatever. I'm gonna leave this line and come back and get yeah. food, right? So we get back, and he was like, "How was the food?" And we're like, Todd said this. And we're like, "Good." And he goes, "I am starving." And we're like, "Well, go get food." It was like three o'clock. He's like, "No, I don't want to. I don't want to lose my place in line. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it." So he kept going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, right? Annoying. So finally, around like four thirty, he goes, "I I can't take it. I'm too hungry. Um, I'm gonna leave my stuff here. Can I'm gonna go get food. If they, if the line starts moving, text me. I'm like, all right, but it's four thirty. I mean, mm-hmm. you'll be fine. Yeah." <laughs> The guy leaves. I'm going to say within five to ten minutes, a woman comes out and she goes, all right, this is an official announcement. We're getting ready. Make sure everyone in your party is here. Don't go to the bathroom. Don't get food. Like, super serious (laughs) announcement. So John Paul, like, texts him. This Todd, he comes, oh <laughs> like sweating, running back into the pushing the, people yeah, over. Yes, 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 right? So he comes back and he's like, Oh, oh my god, I was almost at the front of the pizza line and I got your text and I like just ran out of the line. Oh, okay, thank you, right? I'm like, yeah, yeah, who knew? That's weird, right? Why were we in line for another hour? <laughs> so finally he goes, I can't believe they did this. Like Okay, he goes, Okay, I gotta go. I'm going to go. I'm going to talk to the person. Right. And the, he goes and talk to somebody and they tell him, oh, yeah, you have time. He leaves. <laughs> as soon as he leaves, we're like the second line. Right. The, they did it. rows. We're the yeah. second row the rope starts moving into the theater so we have to text him (laughs) and he comes bolting with like a pizza in his hand and a soda in the other like jumping over people like "Ah, ah, ah." like, it was so funny right yeah poor guy yeah okay that being said let's get to the sherman the richard sherman alan making show
1: seriously by the way, Alan Menken is responsible for probably one of my favorite musicals, Little Shop of Horrors. Mm-hmm. But he also wrote one of my emerging – well, I also love Sister Act, the musical. I don't know if you've heard the music. And then Newsies. I'm, Newsies has been uh, on my top five for like since the Christian Bale movie in the early 90s. Okay. Late 80s.
0: We will address all of this. Okay. okay. So the fir- the way they do it is actually inside the actor studio sort of. Okay, so Richard Sherman actually had a guy with him, okay, and um, this guy like a Disney expert, and he would ask Richard Sherman questions, and then Richard Sherman would tell these great stories, and literally went through every single big hit. Every, there was no single big hit uncovered. So if you don't know Richard Sherman and the Sherman Brothers, and if you're not a Disney fan, they wrote uh, the music to Mary Poppins. They wrote a lot of the themes from the Disneyland theme park. So, it's a small world, which he said people either want to kiss me or kill me for writing that. They wrote Tiki Room Song. They wrote, um, a, most of the songs in the Jungle Book. They didn't write Bear Necessities, but they wrote everything else. Uh. Um, they wrote Shitty Chitty Bang Bang. They wrote, uh, Bed and Broomsticks. I mean, huge numbers of, almost every Disney song through the mid 70s, they wrote. Sure. Okay. So, um, that was great. And, um, so, anyway so alan menken so this is actually a a big part of it i actually this is a story i really want to tell so after richard sherman leaves he does like an hour or so maybe even over an hour he leaves and then alan menken comes out he's alone he doesn't have a guy with him he's just telling the stories and playing the songs himself and the first thing he plays is part of your world that's just he just opens with that right Mm -hmm. he opens it and sings it and i'm sitting there and I'm sitting next to a guy to my left who is literally another gay Mexican guy. Like, I was telling my cousin, mom, like, i like, I thought I sat next to a mirror. Yeah. Okay. And so I'm sitting next to him the whole time. And he the guy plays part of your world. And I just feel shaking. And I'm like, who's shaking? You know, like, who's shaking
1: me? <laughs> is he crying?
0: Sobbing, hysterical crying.
1: Oh, my God. Why? Right?
0: Well, I thought about it. I had time to think about it when I was there. So and so, I've got, that's why I have a lot to say about this. About a year ago, my cousin Richard and I went to. They have a, a film series here where they we play old movies in um, movie palaces in L.A.
1: Yeah,
0: and we went to that. We went to the Saban Theater and watched them uh, uh, them play Wizard of Oz. And like most of these things, when they play that stuff, it's nothing but children and old gay men. Yeah, and we were sitting there and. Um, you know, it's on the big screen and Dorothy comes out and she sings over the rainbow. And I heard just, i we were in the front. We actually had a really good seats. I just heard sobbing. This uh, theater of people sobbing. And I turned around and I even get choked up even kind of saying this. All the gay men were like, crying. Yeah. And I, cause I, the reason I get choked up is I thought about it and I was like, Oh, um, For them, this was a song about escape, you know. And so, uh, to be in a community of gay men where they're uh, so weird, Um, um, they—I love how that the song that made me cry, but thinking about it made me cry. Like this was very emotional for them. Sure. And so, I think with this guy, um, I think for a younger generation, part of bizarre. Over yes. Over the rainbow. Right. This is art over the rainbow because it's about aspiring to be different and to be transformed and not happy with your current condition.
1: Sure. And understood. Yes. Right.
0: Sure. And understood. Actually, I had a talk with my cousin about this and he was telling me he actually read an article where I guess, um, this is very interesting. Um, a lot of, uh, children who are already having transgender issues or a lot of trans, a lot of transgender people in general really, really, have a connection to the little mermaid because uh if you think about it, the little mermaid from the waist up is a girl but from the waist down is androgynous she doesn't huh. have female parts but she doesn't have boy Anything. parts she's had nothing right. and so they and so that the ability to, tra- to transform completely into a girl is very important to transgendered people and i think i can see why it's important wow. to them so while part of your world i don't have that connection to part of your world i do as you can see i got very emotional um talking about uh, us as a community sure and uh, yeah you get it it's also a calculated plot I have to my I seem to like the nice one
1: <laughs> so the concert was good I can't, I can't imagine it oh not being, oh yeah but... yeah
0: it was great and he did play like the actually the problem with Ellen Mencken which you wouldn't have had a problem with if there was any problem was he literally played everything from every like at the end we're like really home on the range. We're doing a yeah. song from Home on the Range. Do you right? know
1: he wrote um t- 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 at least one of the songs, maybe more than one of they had original songs in Home Alone Two that he did with John Williams. Did he do any Home Alone? No, 2? he only
0: did Disney stuff. <laughs> oh gotcha. Yeah, he only did Disney <laughs> stuff and so he did Home and like literally he goes, Okay, well Disney bought Marvel, so here's a song I wrote, like a little song from Captain America.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The Star Spangled Man song. Yes. He played that and sang it. <laughs> That's so, funny. So he did do a
0: whole suite of uh, songs from Newsies. Oh, I love Newsies so you much. You can find it on YouTube.
1: I'm going to. Yeah. I will find it, it on YouTube. It
0: was one of the best shows I've ever been to in my life. And and I actually want to make a quote. I want to do a quote because um, we, we saw like a pop culture historian earlier in the day. Uh, like the first thing we saw, he did like a sort of funny retrospective of Disneyland. But he had this great quote about Disneyland, which was – he says that – and he actually – it was a throwaway that he just had. He just kind of threw it in. I liked it. Where he says, like, when you go to Disneyland, one of the things he likes was you get to experience every age you've ever been at the same time. Hmm. And that's sort of how I felt about the show last night. You know, because you had the Richard Sherman years, you know, where, like, everybody has Jungle Book and Mickey Mouse and all those songs in their head. You know, and then you have Beauty and the Beast and Little Mermaid and Aladdin and Newsies and all those songs that are so important to us at an older age, you know. Sure. So, uh, yes, it was an amazing show and it, it was worth, believe it or not, every minute of the four hours I had to stand in line.
1: Good. Good. Oh, I had another story I wanted to tell you from Philadelphia. I, um, one of my, I've, I guess two friends, that I know independently um, from the, the diabetes world. One of them is a diabetes journalist that I've worked with, and then the other one is a, a diabetes educator. And I saw this happen on Facebook, and I wish that I had spoken up sooner, but months ago, the diabetes journalist, Amanda, she wrote, Hey, I need... um." To save some money, anybody need a roommate in Philadelphia for the American Association of Diabetes Educators Conference. And Kelly responded, oh, yeah, you know, message me and we'll we'll talk it out. And I knew this was a bad idea. Oh, why? Because Amanda is very weird. Okay. Socially awkward and doesn't pick up on, like, normal cues. So, okay, here's what happened. So Kelly offered the room. And never asked for money specifically. That was her only mistake. Never said like, okay, well, I paid for the room. Half would be this. Or um, I paid for the room and I would be happy with this much money for it or whatever.
0: Well, wouldn't it be implied that they would be splitting it?
1: Right? Right. So no money was ever talked about. So I guess Amanda went in thinking she had a free room. <gasps> yeah. So that's already weird. But Is Joey, she Aspie? A, a little bit Aspie, yeah. So Joey, they get there. Is it offensive to say aspy? Um, I don't think so. Okay, go ahead. We get there, and not only does Amanda never offer to pay for any of the room, she starts charging meals onto the room. No, 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 no. This
0: isn't and, real. This isn't a real story. This isn't
1: a real story, Mike. So no. Kelly was like, "What do I? How do I ask for money now? Like this is so weird." But I'm not paying for her dinner. And her room. So Kelly uh, sent a text message to her because she's passive aggressive. And she said, hey, you know, um, is it possible for you to kick in a little for the room or for your meals? And Amanda responded, actually, no, I can't because I'm already budgeted out with my ticket to the conference and the driving down here that I can't. I just assumed that your clinic was picking up the bill. What the fuck, right? So all of this happened, but then the story just gets weirder. Like Amanda got flower. I mean, I'm sorry. Kelly got flowers. These are fake names, by the way. Okay. Kelly got flowers delivered and um, Amanda answered the, the hotel room door. Um, I'm trying to think of a last name for Amanda to use because then I need a last name. Jones. Amanda Jones. So. um, No, hug and kiss. Okay, so Kelly Jones uh, gets flowers delivered. They knock on the door, but Amanda answers it. And the guy holding the flowers, he was like, Kelly Jones? And she was like, no, my name's Amanda Hugging. Like, (laughs) Like, maybe he got the wrong name? (laughs) So weird. And then, like... Um, they also have other issues. So Kelly likes to sleep with the TV on, but Amanda, who's getting a free room, sleeps with earplugs and like silence. So she told Kelly she can't have the TV on when she's sleeping. no. I, this <laughs> yes. is not a real person. <laughs> yes, it's so happening. And then another time, Amanda she, or Kelly came back to the room, and Amanda had gone through her stuff. What? <laughs> because she thought she had a bottle of water, so she looked through Amanda's luggage. Uh, I mean, this, she looked through Kelly's luggage. This just. Girl- Fake name stuff is throwing me off, but this yeah. girl is a, a criminal, crazy, crazy. So that just keeping up to date on that. This whole conference was so much fun.
0: Oh my god! <laughs> so now, is it now what? It, so Kelly just paid for this woman's meals, and
1: yeah. What's funny is, I mean, it's not funny, but so Kelly is a certified diabetes educator, and her husband is an endocrinologist, and together they own a clinic. So Amanda's uh, response was, I'm not paying for this. Your clinic is paying for it. But that's fucking Kelly's business. It's not like someone, you know, her boss is just paying for it. Like that's it's me, even though it's like my clinic. It's her that's paying for it.
0: That is the most ridiculous story I've ever heard. One. Two. Is it one of these things where Amanda is so powerful as a journalist that Kelly can't really say anything or can Kelly be like, fuck off?
1: So well, Amanda's
0: kind of. By the of way, un- what paper has a diabetes reporter on staff?
1: Um, it's it's a diabetes, um, it's a diabetes publication. Oh, I see. Specifically, okay. uh, but actually, Amanda is kind of unemployed right now. But that's a long story. But okay. um, I think the power, quote unquote, is what got them into this relationship or into this um, agreement because Kelly saw the need and she was like, "Oh yeah." I would, you know, I would love to chum up with this person. Mm-hmm. But then once she actually met her, she was like probably not so
0: happy she did it. Oh, my
1: God. That is <laughs> so good.
0: Uh, I don't know what I would do in that case.
1: So what do you what have? Do you... More... Go ahead. What do you got going on next week, Joey?
0: Are we not doing any news stories this week? Oh. <laughs>
1: oh. <laughs> um. Yeah, I have news stories. Well, first of all, did you see um, – this Sean Sasser. Do you remember MTV Real World San Francisco yeah. in 1994? Um,
0: hello. Yes, it was super important. Are you going to make me cry again?
1: <laughs>
0: yes, it was very important to me as a gay man.
1: So in 1994, MTV uh, aired their fourth season of Real World. And Third it was in season. San- in San Francisco. And uh, you might remember Pedro Zamora. Um, and there was, like, this commitment ceremony with him and his boyfriend, Sean Sasser. And Sean Sasser actually just passed away this past week from a rare form of lung cancer. So I just wanted to bring that up because it's know. kind of San Francisco-based. I know. It
0: was very emotional to me. It? it was very yeah. emotional for me because, again, um, the real world – you know, it's so weird to think about this now, you know, but, like, shows like Will and Grace as st- – dumb as they seem now, were like groundbreaking. And so the real world San Francisco to have a gay person, I think they'd had gay people on before. They had, but just like a gay person in a relationship who had AIDS and was a person of color. That was like mind-blowing. That was like mind-blowing. Something that
1: was like really special to me was how normal he was. Like it wasn't a character. It wasn't like a flamboyant, over-the-top caricature of a gay person but it was just a normal gay person that i don't know wasn't normal i don't know there was something very powerful very about yeah that. very
0: like down earth but yet very
1: powerful yeah and very cute too oh yeah incredibly handsome yeah
0: and then and what's weird about that and i you know i was telling so here's a weird twist not twist but a weird connection my cousin actually knew sean sasser mm. my cousin richard uh, actually knew him they had lost touch over years but he knew him in the 90s okay because my cousin is a big gay activist so he kind of knew him and so that's actually how i heard was through my cousin that sean had passed away but anyway w- but my cousin didn't remember this but it was weird so like you know they filmed the real world months before they actually show it yeah so in the interim while they were showing it pedro got really really sick
1: oh yeah yeah
0: and he actually died On the,
1: the, like, finale day. Yeah,
0: the day they aired the finale. He died. Mm -hmm. And so that was just, like, to be following this and then for him to die and watch him die because they did a special. It
1: was really weird because it was, like, um, the finale, and that was emotional. Mm -hmm. But then, like, just after it, it was, like, MTV News reporting that he had passed away.
0: Yeah. And, you know, there's actually a – he's a – He's a funny essayist, and even this essay is kind of funny that he wrote, but I tied it back in on the Facebook set as I wrote about it. But the author, Chuck Klosterman, wrote an essay about the real world in his book, Sex, Drugs, and Cocoa Puffs. And in the essay, he talks about, and this is a really smart point, about how, because, you know, there was no reality TV at that time, so the real world was sort of different. And he was talking about how the real world, when it first started, was an attempt to, and you can make a judgment how accurate it was, but an attempt to reflect youth, right? And, and that emerging generation and reflect their hopes and dreams and be reflect, like a realistic reflection of what they're like, rather right? opposed to what the media, you know, how film represents them. But in the meanwhile, something switched where maybe because of the real world and kids saw these people, instead now the real world was defining people that mm. kids were trying to emulate what they saw in the real world and they started getting all crazy and drunk and having sex with everybody but like the first
1: three or four seasons weren't about that sure
0: they really were about following people and what they wanted to do and like and they
1: would have like real lives and real jobs it wasn't like they put their real lives and jobs on hold to do the show yeah it was like they still lived
0: yeah mm-hmm. at, at a certain point on season five or six they switched it um, but, um, like when Ruthie started getting drunk all the time or something, right. But, um,
1: that's a real problem, but
0: yeah, but then they liked it. Cause they're ratings right went up.
1: Yeah. But the, like a drinking problem is different from like what the drinking that happens now on the real world, real world, like they were worried about her and talked about rehab and addiction yeah. counseling and stuff like that. That's a real problem. But now they just film them getting drunk in the hot tub and then going I, to the bar they and...
0: probably get them drunk.
1: Right no they do they do. Yeah.
0: With the time yeah. So
1: anyway, I, so at, this morning I read the article the San Francisco Chronicle had a nice um obituary for him for him and in the article they quote his he was married um to I, I forget the guy's name and I don't have it up in front of me but uh Sean Sasser was married and for some reason I felt like betrayed. Like You know what I know what you're talking about. I was like you can't get remarried. It's like yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't know, just a little weird. No, but... I, I felt the same thing, too. Wait, hold on for a second. Let me close the window.
1: I had to, like, do math to make sure it was an appropriate amount of time. <laughs> I know. I, I had the same
0: emotion. Hold on. I got to close the window. Um. Okay, so um, over here in Los Angeles, there was a guy named Matthew Moore who went to a doctor in Torrance, California. And he won't name the doctor, but it was a woman. And he just went for a physical. And then he saw on the chart. That she wrote under, like, disease. <laughs> <laughs> that she wrote under diseases. She wrote homosexual behavior code 302. Okay. And so he looked at his chart and she had listed that he had a psychological, um, uh, chronic psychological condition of homosexual behavior. And he talked to her about it. And she was like, um, well, I kind of like smart assy about it was like, technically, the medical community views... Uh, homosexuality as a uh, psychological aberration. And so, it, and the jury's still out about treatment for homosexuality. And he what? was like, No, it's not.
1: Yeah, seriously.
0: <laughs> In fact, it hasn't been since like 1972. Is it not, right. It, it hasn't been a homosexual, like a, a psychological uh, condition. And so he he um, complained to the medical office and they sent him his co back which I think is bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> response and they but apologize. we have to
1: see the card we have to run the card um you have to bring the card they charged yeah. can for. can you
0: cocaine? bring it back in and um, we don't validate
1: <laughs> that's so funny that's a but why point. won't he say the name i think that's a perfect thing to do i don't know he should you don't want her you don't want other people with some homosexual behavior code 302 to well, go what's to her funny
0: is it was just a physical so
1: what the fuck was she seeing that she was, yeah. like, fag? <laughs> he was wearing Toms. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he uh, came in. Yeah. I, I tried to think of other jokes, but I couldn't. Yeah, I don't know what it
1: was. Yeah, I don't either. He came
0: in talking about he started crying at the Richard Sherman, Ellen Mencken show.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. Do you have anything else to say about that story? No. I just thought it was a funny story. Um, I have. It, did you hear about Z? Uh, the Zanga they make words with friends. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Zanga, they're up here in San Francisco. Uh, they make a bunch of games, and they all end with with friends, and they have that copyrighted. So they are mad because there's a new casual sex app that came out called Bang with Friends, and they're saying it it um is ripping off their trademark. So Bang with Friends is this company in Delaware that created an internet app that is used to connect people for casual sex so like grinder but for straight people which doesn't exist but okay bang with friends yeah why do they like can we talk first about the purpose like and you know it's just a bunch of dudes and a bunch of dudes posting pictures of girls saying they're girls
0: oh really i think it, oh i was going the opposite that's that's probably a big case but you know a friend of mine i won't say his name is currently on tinder Okay. okay. And he was telling me how he was with. What is him. Tinder? Tinder is like start trying to be like straight grinder. Okay. But he was. And I, I've had straight is people it? come up to me. It is. Okay. So. Um. Bleep that out. No, I'll just leave. But it. I don't think. He'll
1: no, care. no, no, don't use. If you don't, don't, don't. I don't want to embarrass him. Okay. But so, I do want it to be known that I knew <laughs> on the very first guess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so anyway i have straight people call me all the time though and tell me uh i i'm i'm on a straight grinder now it's called tinder i'm like i i know about it now i'm like mm, not grinder like so on tinder the way tinder works it i get i i've never seen the actual interface so i don't know but it sounds like it's a, a setup similar to grinder however if you see someone you like i guess they ask you have to slide your finger and you tell you like this person right uh-huh. you can only talk to the girl If she slides her finger on you as well, then that's the only time you guys can communicate with each other, right? Because they're trying to make it feel safe. The girls don't want creepy guys talking to them, right? Right. So what I love is he was telling me – oh, so part A is when they tell me that part, I'm like, no, that's not Grinder On Grinder. I could literally be on there and I'd be like, "Um, I'm going to be behind the Trader Joe's. I want you to suck my dick in 15 minutes. And they'll be like, okay. Like, it's that easy. Like, it's so easy on Grinder. That's not happening on Tinder. So anyway –
1: well, it's like the real world. Like, I guess it's not as easy to get in a girl's pants as it is a man.
0: Exactly. But anyway, so the where I thought you were going is my friend's roommate, who's a girl, is on Tinder as well. And so they were like, they were like, oh, I, you know,
1: my friend. <laughs> so- we should never do a live show again.
0: <laughs> so my friend was like, <laughs> my friend was like, oh, t- showing his roommate. Look how many uh, you know girls I've connected with. And it was like fifteen. And she was like, Oh literally like he said she had like two hundred guys. Oh. Like he said it's just all guys on Tinder and so few girls.
1: Right. Or the guys are less picky. So like the guys are like, Oh, I like this one, I like this one. No, I, I guess like this I think
0: one. I think uh, my friend's roommate is
1: attractive. I've never met her. No, so. but I'm saying like the guys are like Connecting to everyone, but oh, it only counts if she connects back. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the, a funny part of the story is, so Zenga is like, you know, we created Words with Friends, Scramble with Friends, Hang with Friends, all of these with friends thing. And they feel like it's a, an illegal free ride on a recognized and valuable intellectual property right. But hello, Scrabble? Like, they, <laughs> they fucking stole Scrabble. Like, really, that it was the original intentional capitalization on something that was popular and just stealing it. Right.
0: Yeah. No, no, no. You're right. Um, people are fucking ridiculous. Cause you know, what's so funny. I forgot. I didn't even think about words with friends, but when you were saying this, I was like, yeah, you know what? Zynga might have a case here, but you're right. Fuck them. They stole Scrabble.
1: Yeah. And I, I understand that they've put money into with friends, but like those are, I don't know. I feel really weird about certain things like when companies try to uh, buy the rights for something so basic like with friends. Like you can't use the term with friends. I I happen to know about this actually because you hear
0: about this case a lot of times when like, you know, a little high school production puts on a production, you know, a version of Peter Pan and then the Peter Pan family sues them or something, you know. Or whoever yeah. owns the musical, Peter Pan, sues them. It, it's, it has to do a lot of times with the, the, the horrible nature of just trademark and copyright law. But basically, if you don't defend your trademark and copyright in every single case,
1: right? You, you have to defend them all or none. Yeah, you lose right? it. You can lose
0: it because then they can say like, well, why did you let this school do it and not that school do it? And then now everybody gets to do it. You know, sure. and yep. so they and so I think that's what, you see. But however, in this case, I read articles not about this one, but I know Zynga is a lot of financial trouble. And so it sounds a lot like they're like grasping trying to uh, get money. Right. Um. I don't know. I, I don't know how that case is going to go. Did they trademark with friends?
1: Yes, they have. Yeah.
0: Oh uh, Well, it's probably a pretty open and shut case.
1: Probably. Yeah. And it's. Also, I guess they're in the same space. So if I wrote a book like Traveling with Friends, they have no legs to stand on. But the fact that it's an actual uh, smartphone app, that probably makes it more difficult.
0: Did you know that the guy who does the Let's Get Ready to Rumble on the boxing matches? Yeah. He's trademarked, and he's made so much money from just suing people who steal it. Mm. He's trademarked Let's Get Ready to Rumble.
1: Can I say, let's get ready to...
0: No. He owns let's get ready to whatever. He sued people for that, too.
1: I can't use the word let's either.
0: No, you can do that. You just can't go, let's get ready to catch up with Mike and Joe.
1: We're so getting sued. Do you have any other news stories? Uh, have you done any news stories?
0: I did one about the guy who was diagnosed being gay. Okay, go. Cut to... It was, it wouldn't be funny if it was that guy and you're at the party? <laughs> I'm not gay. I just like to play songs by uh, – I like to sing that one song by um, Four Non Blondes. Would you, do gay guys even like that song? I don't even know. No. what? That's a, that's a lesbian song.
1: Yeah, it's more lesbianic than gay.
0: Okay. So there in San Bernardino, uh, a sexual assault services clinic was robbed. They stole computers. They stole electronic equip- equipment. They robbed. Okay. And so when the police came by, they started asking the homeless people – in, around the neighborhood, what happened to this stuff? And they're thinking word got out. But anyway, um, the people who stole the goods found out that it was a sexual assault clinic,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and they returned the goods. It's
1: we It's oddly
0: heartwarming, right? Yeah. With a Did you know the story? Yeah. Okay. With a note. Uh, now I have. A, I'm going to read the note um, exactly as written, and then I have a comment. We had no idea what we were. T- taking hear your stuff back we hope that you guys continue to make difference in people's lives god bless here's the deal these guys need to go to like a barnes and noble and steal some grammar books that's what they need to do
1: joe (laughs) well (laughs) Well, obviously like do you think that you know people with phds are breaking in and stealing computers to hawk them on the streets like
0: Um, No, what those people are doing is they're running banks and going into our bank accounts and stealing our stuff Yes. Boom! Political humor, there you go.
1: They're stealing our money legally. Yeah, exactly.
0: There it is. How about those fat cats in Washington? (laughs)
1: Who are these people? Who are these people, those fat cats in Washington? (laughs) Um, Yeah, it was heartwarming to see the note a little bit. Like, it's one of those, like i don't know the term but i think you might when you're like the story you they are not good people they steal you know what i mean like they're not good people but they did the right thing in this point so i feel like cheering for them even though i probably shouldn't
0: i I mean i guess it's, i i think we like to see we want yeah but then yeah you're right because i was gonna say like i want to feel they're like stealing from bad people but no they're just gonna go steal from they're someone else is good yeah
1: yeah, and you know what? If even uh, we're not supposed to judge who's like good or not. Like if you're just not supposed to steal from people. So that may, you know what I mean, even if they're stealing from somebody who can afford to buy 10 new computers, yeah. That that doesn't make it right for them to steal their computer. Do you have anything exciting going on next week? Uh my friend Shannon is having a birthday and there's a ah, birthday party for that. Happy birthday,
0: Shannon. Yes, it's on Thursday, actually, her actual birthday. There's, and I'm doing something Friday, and I hope I figure out what it is because I, I I don't know. Oh, my cousin wants me to go to some drag show with him. Maybe I'll go. I don't know. Maybe I'll go. What about you?
1: Um, I'm going to – there's a place in Oakland called Fairyland. <laughs> oh, my God. And it's a large park that you pay admission, and it's for children and parents. You can't go in without a child. I don't actually know what's inside there because I've never been. But once a year they have an adults-only party where they so- serve booze and they have loud music and you get to play on all the things. So I'm doing that on Friday. It sells out every year. It's supposed to be a huge big party at oh. Fairyland. So I'm going on Friday to that. And then th- Sunday I'm going to the theater. Um, of course. The It's a play I, don't need, I know nothing about. It's called Sea of Reeds. I know that's all I know about it, but I do know it's at – the uh, Ashby stage and I'm a subscriber there and they've never let me down. So I'm sure it'll be a good show, but it's it. so
0: funny. Jose invited me to a play today and I was like, no, why? What he was, was like, it? He was like, I'll pay for the ticket. I'm like, no, what was it? He already saw it. And said it was funny. I don't know. Some play. And he mm. told me it was really good. And I was like, I don't want to see some dumb play. Have Mike right. Lawson shushing me.
1: I, or so invite Mike Lawson. I would've went.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take the mega bus.
1: Yeah. All right, Mike. All right, Joe.
0: Aren't you going to say it? Say what? I'll just go. Okay. Go to hell, Mike.
1: Nice catching up with you, Joe. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up